Alright everybody, how's it going? It's RevDDT, back for another episode. Um, I just uh, Before I start this episode, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ridiculousness, the, the show that's on cable, uh, Viral Videos, Rob Derdick, Steelo Brim, Chanel West Coast. You guys got a rocking show, but you just did your 500th episode. They just did their 500th episode. I mean, that's like 18 years or something like that. Oh man, what a, what a show. It's, I've laughed. They've brought me a lot of joy. I mean, I've been sitting here depressed sometimes, and, you know, you get depressed, we still get depressed, even though if you've been delivered from depression, you still kind of get depressed, because things, you know, they're not going so good right now, and in some ways, and in some ways, they are going okay, um, they could always be better, right? Okay, so anyway, I've been sitting here watching that show, and they, I, I've laughed so hard, the other night I fell out of my chair, I literally fell out of my chair laughing, I was fucking laughing so hard, it was so freaking funny, <laughs> excuse me, I can't help it, but... <laughs> Funny, I'd, just, I'd be laughing the whole time. You'd never hear a word. Anyway, shake that off. Okay, shake that off a little bit. Okay, back here we are. Here we are. Oh yeah, here we are. Kicking back here in Boise, Idaho, where I live at. Pretty cool city. A lot of cool people. You gotta excuse me when I laugh. Sometimes my nose runs, and my, maybe my nose run a little bit. Okay, here we go. So this episode title, I was. Rumming some titles over in my mind last night. And, uh, too fu- okay, too far out. Cool. Back to back dreams. One phase shift overlay, which I have no other way of explaining, uh, describing it that way in that title, except for to say that I will give a description of these things. And time goes backwards. So that we got too far out. Cool dreams. Back to back. A time. A phase shift overlay and time. Goes backwards. That's the title of this. And um, this has to do with dreams. We're going to talk about dreams because I just had some really radical dreams on Tuesday. Um, 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, actually, it started about 4.30. I woke up about 4.30. I wrote some notes here, so um, you're going to hear a little paper rustling, uh, you know, going every once in a while. Paper. <laughs> I sat up last night wrote some notes about 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, before it crashed out. And... Um, Anyway, so I don't usually get up until about oh, 10 or 11. I used to get up at 4.30 every morning, but now I go to sleep around 4.30. I don't know. Uh, my sleep schedule time has changed, changes back and forth, just like my palate has been doing. So, um, yeah, crazy, huh? And so, um, so and, uh, I don't get to sleep sometimes till even 5.30 in the morning. I wake up about 11 or so and, you know, get going on with my day. You know, you got to have some sleep. Um, I want to just uh, throw a couple things in there before we get going here. I've been dealing with uh, battling against this crazy, freaking, stupid, asymptomatic, aggressive HIV, which I really hate. Um, it's been kicking my ass today. I've been off and on, just sleeping a little bit off and on in my chair all day, and, and I haven't fe- been feeling very good in that respect, but feeling good in other respects. Uh, don't have a headache, don't have a fever, and I still got my taste. So that virus has coronavirus hasn't come to our house yet. I hope it will never come to this house, and I rebuke that virus. I rebuke you, coronavirus, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I rebuke you right now. You get off our planet now, and leave my friends and people, leave all of the humans, actually all humans are my friends, unless you, uh, you know, hate me or something like that, then uh, I still love you, you're still my friend, even if you hate me. <laughs> I don't give a crap. Um, but um, you leave everybody alone. Get out of here, coronavirus, and don't come back. 
You're not welcome to pass. You shall not pass here anymore. No more passing this disease around. You guys wear your face masks. Stay six feet away from each other. Practice social distancing. When you're out running around, talking to people or going to the stores and stuff, wear a face mask. It is helping. It's helping a lot. You don't believe me? Well, then maybe, um, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything after that because you, you all know what's going on. Okay, so I woke up at 4.30. Took a leak. I usually do when I wake up. You got to go to the bathroom because I drink a lot of water, especially when I sleep. Yeah, it's really weird. I can actually lay down and drink water while I'm laying down on my back, which I figured out how to do that over the years and without choking myself so I can sleep on. I sleep drink. <laughs> so I went back to sleep right away and I fell right into a dream. Okay, I'm not going to go into too much description of these dreams because um, there. I but in this first dream I have to a little bit because um, it's mainly about what happened after when I woke up. Okay, so um, anyway, I'm in this dream. I'm on this property. The property's bigger. Me and my brother owned it. My mom had gone on. Okay, uh, she's gone on to be with the Lord. And so um, the property was bigger. We owned the property behind us. There was no house on it. The property next door on our left, to my left, was I'm facing north. So to my left, that property. Um, uh, well, I owned that too, no house on it, and I also owned, um, part of the property next door, but I didn't own the back part of the property, because that property next door has two pieces to it. I didn't own the back part of the property, but I owned part of that property, and it was like a, a quarter of this property over here next door. Okay, the house is bigger, uh, it was even two stories, and, and, which I don't live in a two-story house, but it was, we made it into a two-story house, which that takes a lot of work. If you guys did construction like I did, you'll know what I mean. And, uh, so anyway... I went through the back gate towards the north, and, I, and there was a gate separating the two pieces of property back there, and I went through that gate into the yard, and in that yard, my friend was living in the house next door to me to my right, which would be, you know, east, um, was living in my house next door to me. He came out, and he says, hey, man, I, I wanted you to come over. I called you to come over so you could see what I did here back in the garden, and I was like, all right, so I'm walking around his garden, and I'm looking at his garden and stuff, and there's compost piles, stuff like that, and this strange-looking animal that looked like a tapir, but more fat, like maybe the shape of a hippo, um, but it had hair like a tapir, you know, and it, and it had and it had a big round nose like a hippo, and it, it was like a dog, though. It was like this, I don't know, it was really strange. Yeah, it came up, and it was sniffing my feet, my legs, tried to sniff my ass. I was like, get, get out of my, get out of there, man. And, you know, and, uh, it was really cool. It was a real docile animal, didn't bite or anything. It was really cool, and I sat there and petted it for a bit. It was like I knew it, and it knew me, you know. Um, kind of one of those kind of things, you know. So, you know, I'm familiar with the people in, in, in next door. And um, anyway, we're in the backyard looking around, and I decided I was going to go back into the house. Okay, so I started to walk back. I said, i got to go back in the house. So I went through the gate, and I came up through the yard. As I was coming up through the yard, I heard a noise off to you. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm walking south at this point. Well, south south by southwest. And I'm walking south by southwest at this point, and I hear a noise out of my left ear. And I'm like, what was that? And I turn, and I look, and I'm watching, what, looking at his yard, over our fence, and I saw a phase shift, and this is what I mean. Now, you might have a better description for that title to this, or that um, that label to this, but the only thing I come up with is a phase shift. Now, and later on when I was meditating and talking to God about it, he explained it to me, but what happened was, it was like two films. You got one down on the, we got one here, uh, say on your left side, and one on your right side, and the right-hand film and the left-hand film don't merge, but they slide over the top. The right one slides over the top of the left one, and the left one slides over the back over, and it was, you know, underneath it, and then they slide apart. So one film going over, the, crossing over the other film, and then them coming back. So if you take, like, a negative or a film or something like that, and you do that, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You just slide one over the other, and one in the back. Hold it up to the light, and you might be able to see something really cool when you do that, because that's how I, I've actually done that and seen some cool things. But, wasn't even thinking about that stuff. I was in the dream. I was part of the dream. You know, I was doing, doing going through the routine you, you go through in your dreams. Now, and then, 
to me, there are there are dreams, but that most of the dreams that we're having are not dreams. They're a, they're another place or another realm. They're another reality, and I'm not kidding. They are. You talk to God about it. He doesn't give you an answer. Whatever, just whatever. But I'm telling you straight up, they are. I've been visiting a lot of these places at night, and also while I meditate. I didn't. Somebody told me this a long time ago, and I never believed them. It's just like crystals. They said, oh, yeah, well, crystals, I react to crystals, they react to me. And I'm like, ah, that's bull crap, you know. Well, yeah, after the awakening, everything changed. Everything has changed, including relationships. And so anyway, um, so anyway, I'm, 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 not to mention my freaking palate flipping all the time. <laughs> like, I've been dealing with that the last few days. You're going to hear, that's my chair I'm sitting in. It's kind of messed up a little bit broke the stabilizing bar underneath, or it broke anyway, and I took it out, but, um, so it makes a little bit of noise, but anyway, so, I'm standing there watching this, and it face shifts, and it shit, and it slid, it was like this one scene, my mind slid over the top of another one, and then it slid back, and I'm like, whoa, what did I just witness here? I saw it, I saw in between it, when it slid back, and then it reshifted, and then it reset back in its place, and then everything was back to normal, it, you know, for dream normal anyway, and I was like, what did I just see? And the people that were in the dream there, too, because there was people in... My friend was in his backyard. His wife was out there. His kids were out there playing. And the animals that were in the backyard, because it was more than just that. There was a couple horses back in there and, and, and some other animals, and goats and sheep and stuff and, and chickens and things like that. His property was really big. It extended way, way out over to Vista, which is about, you know, half a block or more. And so um, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, nobody else saw this. I'm the only one that saw this. Everything else is normal. They were still doing their thing, like they like they weren't even faced by it. But I saw it. So I said, did you guys see that? And they said, what? And then, you know, my buddy, he was there standing looking right at me because he was still talking when I was heading towards the house because we were talking about something, and, and he was reminding me to grab something for him when I came back out so I could give it back to him. I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. That's when, I, you know, I heard the noise. I turned and I looked at it. I was like, what the hell did I just see? I mean, it blew me away. Now, you know when you're in a dream and you get blown away? You go, whoa. And when you hear when you have that instant where you go, whoa, you at that point have a choice to either continue on with the dream or move on to something else. Or do something in that dream that's radical like fly or something like that. That that's just a little that's a little piece of information that you may need. Some of you guys when you have dream descriptions, some of your descriptions and your and your and your um and your definitions will line up with mine. They'll be the same. Some of you won't. You'll have your own. And I was thinking about that the other day after I had said that in another, another episode, which, by the way, this episode is going to go longer because uh, uh, they've got a lot to talk about here. Um, when you're in a, um, in a dream and, uh, and, you have these de- and you're searching for definitions, what does this mean? They can mean a lot of things to you. Um, they may match some of my meanings. They may not. If they do, that's okay. If they do or don't. Uh, what I realized is, is that like-minded people will have, a lot of times will have the same definitions for same divining, divi- defining uh, elements for dreams, like you have something that happens in your mind. Okay, let me give you an example, like flying. Okay, when I was flying, I'd fly around, no problem. But when I started teaching people how to fly in dreams, I started asking God about that. I was like, what, what does this mean? And, and he says, well, first he asked me, what do you think it means? And I told him, he's like, kind of, but no, it's more like this. Um, when you're teaching somebody how to do something special like flying, that's freeing people in the spirit. You're freeing people in the spirit. I was like, oh, well, that's actually a pretty simple definition and really explains a lot when you, when you get down to it, you know, because it, it actually makes sense. When you're teaching people, you're teaching people how to become free. That's part of what this podcast is all about. I know, eh? A little secret, huh? I prayed for this podcast. I also prayed for a, 
a way to do music, uh, a radio station, because I, I love, I got a DJ voice. This is Rev DDT, and this is my broadcast. Welcome to my broadcast, Rev DDT Live! You know, something like that, you know? I also got a few other voices I could do. Um, I like doing voice characterizations. I do a lot of them. I have different uh, people, like little kids, uh, you know, little boy, little girl, old grandma, grand, grandpa, um, you know, uh, the, the Dickerson's thing that we used to watch and see on on, on um not MTV, but uh, MTV. I got to play for MTV here. MTV rocks. Um, no, um, on Saturday Night Live, the Bickersons got little things like that, little skits I do. I I do these on my own, you know, because I sit in my room and and or I drive around and I'm usually by myself, so I entertain myself. If you want to put it that way, I'm not really entertaining myself. I'm doing these because one day I'm going to do this stuff, you know. And so I've been doing them for years and years and years and years, and ever since I was a little kid. You know, it's just the way I am. I'm just wired that way. Some people are, some aren't. Some people think I'm a nut, and that's okay, because I am. <laughs> I'm a nut. That's right. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Anyway, um, so I saw this face shift, and I'm like looking at this going, what am I looking at here? And I, I, I turned right away and started heading back towards the house. You know, went, went in the house, woke up. I woke up, and I looked at the clock, and it was... 8.01, you know, 8.01, 8 a.m., right, right, 8 in the morning, right? So I looked outside, and I, I got up, and I walked over to the door, and I looked outside, and there was no sunlight. And I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't right. What the hell? So I, I turned the TV on, and I, because I got cable, or not cable, but uh, dish satellite, and I looked at it, and there was time on the TV, right? And I checked the time, and it said the same thing, 8.01, 8.02. Actually, it turned to 8.02 when I turned it on. 8.02. 802, 802, 802, 802, 802, minute goes by, 803, I'm sitting there staring at it for about a minute, looking outside, I go back and forth, I'm like, there's no freaking way, the sun should be up already, you know, I know when it comes up over here, you know, I know when it comes up, it's right down the street, right down here on Over Vista, it comes up, boom, and sunlight, you know, I'd at least see a little sunlight, even if it was a hazy day, and it wasn't, it was a clear day, by the way, that day, this was Tuesday, in Boise, Idaho, you know, so I'm like standing there, I go, what the freaking hell's going on, I'm tri- to trip me out, I was like, I must just be out of my mind, I went back to sleep, I laid back down because I was still tired, so I went back to sleep, boom, 8 o'clock in the morning, so anyway, I go into another dream, now this dream is, is kind of the same, except different in many ways, because, you know, different dream, different, but it kind of had the same, little bit, not the same themes, but I was in, uh, me and my mom, and my, now my mom's alive at this point, me and my mom and my brother had moved to a bigger city, into a bigger house, and the house is like 10 times as big as this house, which is a three-bedroom house, a four if you add the room where I'm at, which is a family room outside the house that it was built on, you know, connected to the house, and, you know, I threw a door in there and stuff like that. I did construction, so I did, you know, for a while, framing and stuff, so I know how to do that, so I threw a door in there, you know, to go into the house and stuff like that. And anyway, um, so, this house is bigger. But it's backed up against a mall in another city, a bigger city. And I was like, why are we living in this? Where are we at, you know? And I was like, we went in, we were moving things into the house. And my room was was kind of, again, like another part of the house, but it was a bigger part of the house. But my room actually went was where you had to go through the corridor, by right by my room through the corridor or, or hallway, if you want to put it that way, to the gaming room, another bedroom, and, 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 a, uh, uh, and a doorway that goes, a hallway and a doorway that goes into the mall. Okay, but my room also had, it was a, a complete whole another house is what it was, basically. There were two houses put together. Not a two-story house, but flat, but it was huge. It had a big, giant, huge lot out back. I mean, we had so much property, it was crazy. I don't even know how much we had, but it was, it was I was like, wow, man, we were really set up. So was like, we were pulling, bringing things in. You had to drive down this long road to the house to get in, and that was the back part of the house, because the front part of the house is where the mall was at, and, I, and it was really weird how it was set up. So I'm in there, and some of my friends come over, like, hey, hey, we're here, and I'm like, all right, 
you guys are here. So they come in, they welcome me in the house. They came in. My mom came in and started talking to me and stuff. And and um, um, by, by the way, I do live with my mother. This is our family home. Um, I had to move back in here a few years back. I'll explain that another another time. There was I didn't have a choice. I lost everything a couple of times. Plus I always got really super sick and. And um, then she got ill, and then, you know, it's, it's just a whole thing. I'll talk about it later in another broadcast. But um, my brother's here, too. And um, so anyway, we're in this house. we got this really big house. My friends come over. They come in. And, and um, one of my friends is, uh, has a wife, and his wife was pregnant. And she asked me if she could lay down. I said, sure. She said, can I just lay on your bed? I go, well, you can, but there's another room back here. It's really quiet. You can lay back there. It's I, There's a whole bed back there, a big old you know, it's a bigger bed than mine. It was a, you know, a king-size bed. And I said, it's really nice back there and quiet. And it's also cool because I know you get hot, you know, hot flashes and stuff. And she goes, yeah. She goes, it's nice and cool in here, though. I go, yeah, it is. I get hot flashes, too. So that's from the HIV. Plus also, I don't know, I'm a middle-aged man. I mean, I'm 58. So, you know, what can I say? Uh, I've had my birthday uh, on the 16th of October. Just turned 58. So anyway, so kicking back. We're all hanging out. Mom comes in, she starts talking, we're talking about some stuff. She says, hey, can you go into the mall and uh, go pick me up this, this, and this? And she gave me a little list. I said, yeah, no, no worries. I said, you guys want to go to the mall? They were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go trip around the mall. So we walked out into the mall. Uh, my friend's wife was uh, laying down, and she says, where are you guys going? As we passed the room, she says, where are you guys going? We're going to the mall. She goes, well, I'd like to go for a walk in the mall, too. And so she got up, and she came with us. So there's about seven of us, or eight of us, something like that. And we're walking through the mall. We go out, and the mall's busy, and there's people everywhere. And so we go out. I wasn't actually going to describe this, but let's talk about it anyway. Uh, because it's it, it's not necessarily pertinent, but it's, it's kind of a cool story. So anyway, we're going through the mall. We're, we're looking at stuff, and, and I'm picking things up, and I'm buying, buying stuff. And my friends are buying things, too. And it was the coolest mall ever. I mean, it had, like, any kind of story you could think of that you, you would find in a mall, and then more, right? And so it had two floors and a lot of hallways where there were, you know, corridors where there was other stores and stuff. And it was just cool as heck. I was like, man, I'm really blessed living here. Because if I have to go get groceries, there's a grocery store in here. If I have to go get pants, there's a pants store in here. If I get shoes, there's a shoe store. There's even a Nike shoe store in there, you know, everything. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And people were looking at us kind of weird, like, who are you guys? Because for some reason, I don't know why, but to them, we seem, we seem important to them. But they didn't know who we were, who we were, and I, I'm not, I don't think I'm important, you know. And, and so I'm, you know, we're just cruising through the mall, and you know, just normal everyday, you know. I'm wearing shorts and tank top and no shoes, like most of the time, right? And and, and a baseball cap. But I'm like, uh, that's me rubbing my head. I have no hair on my head anymore because I shaved it all off a few years ago. There's, I told that a while back, but I have a whole a whole story about that too. That's been going on for a few years. But anyway, so we go through the mall. We're cruising around. We come back out of the mall. We decided to go down the corridor, and we went down the wrong corridor, and these people saw us, and they said, hey, where are those? And they, one guy comes up to me and goes, where are the people that were living in this, on, on the other hallway, and then the hallway over to, to our left over here, or actually he said to his right, but it was, you know, the other hallway, he used his right hand, but it was, you know, I was standing facing it was to the left because we were heading back to the left over here. Over here. This other hallway over here, the next hallway over. Who are the people, where are the people that were living in that house that was backed up against the mall there? And I said, you guys know about that house? And he go, yeah. And he goes, I go, what do you know about it? He goes, there's actors that live there. And I go, oh, oh, you mean, oh, yes, that's right. And there was a studio in the mall, and it didn't even dawn on me until he said that. It was, oh, they were actors, and they worked in that studio down here. And they go, yeah, exactly. I go, well, we're the actors now. And this guy jumps on me. He goes, hey, they're the actors. And he jumps on my back, and he was hugging me and tr- kissing my neck. And I'm like, get off me, man, get off me. And I says, and he goes, no, I'm never going to let you go. And I go, dude, if you don't let me go, I'm going to body slam you. He goes, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let you go. So I just, whoa, boom, threw him over my shoulder and slammed him on his back. And he was laying there. He goes, oh, his breath knocked out. He goes, oh, that was worth it, totally. 
And that's when everybody tried to grab us. And so we ran out of there, ran, ran back in the mall. My friend picked up his wife and put her on his back and started carrying her, the pregnant lady. He started carrying her. And we got, finally got down the corridor without everybody ripping us apart. Got in there and got in that And I just pulled the door closed. Boom, bolted the door shut. Oh, thank God we're in here. I said, well, I think that's the last time we go in there. He goes, why do you say that? I go, I don't know. And I woke up. I woke up. I was like, I don't know. It was the last thing I said. I don't know why I said it. And I woke up. I was just messing with the guys. You know, oh, where are the actors now? Yeah, I don't know. I was just joking around. And I woke up, and I was like, laying there going, what the heck? That was a trip. Cool, a trip. And that house is so big, man. Oh, man. What a city was that? And I'm sitting there trying to think, think through all this stuff. And I get up. I get up, and I walk to the door. And I open the door up, and there's no sunlight. And I'm like, what? Did I only sleep like five minutes? And I looked at the clock, and I couldn't believe what I saw. I rubbed my eyes, and I went, no way. That's impossible. And I looked at the clock again. I went, no, this is fucking whacked. This, there's no fucking way that this just happened. And I looked, I turned the TV back on, and I looked again. And guess what it said? 6.30 a.m. Same day, too. I looked at it, I said, it's still Tuesday. What the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? I'm, like, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed going, what, 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 what the, what the, what, what the fuck, what, what, what the freaking fucking fuck, what, 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 what? Oh, God! My mind is going... I'm going... On the inside going... What the hell just happened? I said, there has to be a mistake. But how can all the clocks be wrong? How can it be right? I got up and looked down again. It's still barely any sunlight starting to come up. It's starting to come up down a little... Just a little bit. I can barely see crackers on But no sun. And it's not cloudy. I walked out there to the gate and looked around. I was like, what? I was in my underwear. And I walked out to the gate and I'm standing there going... What the fucking hell is going on? I walked back in my room and I said, this is whacked. I thought, well, maybe my mom's up. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe something's, maybe it's, this actually didn't happen. So I walked over to see if she was awake. She usually is awake because she got off and on sleeps all night and, and throughout the morning a little bit because she doesn't sleep. She, doesn't, she sleeps, uh, broken sleep is what I call it. She sleeps a little bit, wakes up and reads for a while and then falls back to sleep. That happens to me sometimes too. It all depends on how tired I make myself before I go to sleep. I'll tell you right now. And, um. I have to make myself super tired to where I'm to the point of exhaustion. Otherwise, I sleep the same way, and I don't get no sleep that way, no rest at all. And so, um, and my dreams are always really whacked out of their minds and trippy and weird, you know. And I, I like having cool dreams, not weird dreams. But anyway, um, you know, weird dreams is what I mean. Like everybody's trying to kill you in the dream. They're chasing you around with knives and they're trying to kill you. Finally, you realize, yeah, I can, I can override this. I can kill everybody, or I can just step away from this dream, you know, and then you wake up. Or you can repaint it, too, which I call, uh, we call it dreamscaping, we used to call it dreamscaping, I call it repainting the dream. You can, you can repaint your dream sometimes. If, you, if you're aware, you get to that point of, of awareness where you realize you're in a dream, you can repaint it. You just got to realize and go, oh, I, I can change everything right now. And you can make a new dream. And you can do that. But that's not in every dream, though. Because some dreams you have to go through, some dreams you, you can change, and some dreams you just want to let them go. You, know, you just want to ride them out because they're fun. Or whatever. That's all part of dreaming. But um, it's also all. And the ones that you have to go through are the realms. There are the realms, man. You're visiting other realms. Some of them, everybody wants to kill you. Some of them, everybody's your friend. Some of them, you know, whatever. You can figure it out from there. So, anyways, I'm like, sitting there and I was like, there's no freaking way, man. This just didn't happen. So, I rub my eyes, put on my shorts, I walk out through the house, and I asked my, brother, my mom, my brother was up because I could see his light on and his door was open. He usually gets up about 4.35 every morning. Um, and so anyway, um, I'm sitting there. He's my younger brother. He's actually bigger than I am, but he's younger than I am. So He's not my little brother anymore, but he is my younger brother. So anyway, I'm standing there, and I walked up to Mom's door, and I says, you wake? She goes, yeah. I go, 
I go, yeah, you're reading, huh? She goes, yeah. I go, you want to hear something really weird? She goes, sure. And she figured I was going to tell her another dream because I, I, I always tell Usually I get up and I tell her my dreams, you know, because she's the first person I see. So I just, bam, I unload on her, you know. Hey, you want to hear a cool dream? She's like, yeah, sure. You want to hear a weird dream? Yeah, sure, you know. And so, anyway, so I told her the dream and stuff. And I said, I saw a phase shift. I said, I witnessed a phase shift in, in that first dream. She goes, can you explain that? And so I did. She goes, yeah, I guess a phase shift would be an okay way of, you know, putting a label on it. But I'm not sure that really explains it very well. And I go, I know. I know I'm trying to still figure that out. It's like a film overlay that slid back and forth and then it went back to normal. Uh, for a dream, you know, whatever's normal. So anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm explaining this to her, and I explained to her about the time anomaly, and she goes, and I looked at her clock, her clock, you know, see, it was 6, uh, at that point it was 6.38, and so I'm sitting there looking at her clock, I'm like, this is crazy thing. I went in the kitchen, looked at the kitchen clock, came back in there, I said, they're all the same, it says 6.30, 6.30 something, you know, and I said, this is crazy, and she goes, she goes, she goes, and she looks at me, and, she, and I thought she was going to say, well, maybe you made a mistake. You know, she didn't say that this time, because usually she'll say something like that whenever there's an anomaly and I catch it. She goes, I have had, I'm going to tell you something real quick. I've had some really tripped out things happen with time and me, okay? Uh, real tripped out stuff. I mean, I'm awake and stuff has happened, and um, I've had missing some days, too, as well. Four days, four 24-hour periods. One was 24-hour, 10 minutes. One was 24-hour, and one minute, one was 24-hour, 20 minutes. One, another one was just 24-hour straight up. I'm missing those. That all happened last year, okay? All four of them happened last year. Okay, so, and I've had other trippy things, which I'll talk to you on another time, in another broadcast about having to do with time, um, being picked up and transported in the spirit to uh, places, uh, 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 driving back from Salmon, Idaho, and uh, it should take five and a half hours if you're, if you're hauling ass, and I mean, you got to haul ass through the mountains to get there. You go the other way, it's uh, almost six hours, it, and sometimes if you go the speed limit, it's, it, well, if you go the speed limit, it's eight hours, um, from Boise to Salmon, Idaho, and uh, I made it back in three and a half hours one time going through the mountains. I'm not kidding you, because my friends, I, I have witnesses, in other words, but um, that's, that's a whole other story. We'll go into that later on. Um, I don't know the broadcast, but um, time time, and I have had, I've, ever since I've been a teenager, I've had some strange things happen with time. Very strange things. There's more than just what I just explained. A lot more, actually, a lot more, which is actually really, 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 really um, trippy and fun, and it'll be an exciting broadcast, I think, too. But anyway, so, I explained this to her, and she says to me, she says, I thought she was going to say, well, you just made a mistake, and I was like she would normally does. She looked at me, she really somberly looked at me, sat up on the edge of the bed, and she goes, you want Danny? I go, what's that? She goes, that same thing's happened to me before. I went, what? The face shift? She goes, no, the time thing. I go, you got to be kidding me. She goes, no, and she goes, and she goes, when I was younger, she goes, your kids were, your kids were gone, both of you and Carrie, Carrie was in prison, and you were down in California living, and um, she goes, I had, I had, I had to have it a couple times, actually, and she goes, um, it really tripped me out. I told my friends I thought I was nuts. <laughs> I said, like, you used to, like you usually do with me. She goes, yeah, pretty much. You know, I was like, yeah. She goes, but um, she goes, I know it happened though. I know for a fact it did. She goes, I even wrote it in my journal. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, really? And she goes, yeah. I go, wow. Okay. I wonder what that means now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I was walking down the hallway, scratching my head, going, uh, God, what the heck does that mean? I still haven't got got into that conversation with him yet. But so the first thing was the face shift. So I started talking to him about the face shift. And he explained it to me this way. Um, the universe is moving and expanding. It's, a, it's like a wave, too, as well as, as well as it actually breathes as well. In and out. So now you can see how that phase shift could happen if you're, like, in another realm. The overlay was the realms crossing over and then coming back as, it, as the universe breathes. That's what he said to me. As the universe breathes, sometimes the realms that are closer to each other will cross over each other and, and come back. 
because they won't ever stay, because the universe is moving, it's expanding, and alive. The universe is alive. Did you hear me say that? Did you hear that, people? The universe is alive. It's a living, breathing, I don't want to say life form, but it's alive. Pretty wild, huh? I mean, wild. I was like, whoa. He goes, much like your ocean, you know, how the ocean, you know, on the top, it's all ra real radical, but under, uh, you go down a few, few feet, a few hundred feet or so, and then it's kind of mellow. You know, and you, you know, you watch them on TV, these guys go under the water and stuff, and it's sort of crazy on top, but they go underneath, and it's like, you know, it's not so stormy underneath and stuff. You know, and, and stuff's floating and moving, as well as stuff that's stationary, it's moving and waving, you know, and then there's things that are just hard and coral, like coral and stuff like that. There's fish moving around and stuff, you know. The universe is teeming with life, he told me. Much like the ocean, if you want an example, but it's not really, it doesn't do it justice. It's, it's different, but yet it's kind of the same in a way. It doesn't do it any justice, though. Because the universe is much more, much more wild than we think it is. And guess what? God is wild at heart. If you don't think he's wild at heart, check this out. A lot of people say, oh, God's very, loves order. <laughs> you know what God's order is like? Stick all the trees, every kind you can think of, all in one space. Boom. And then spread it all over the earth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jagged rocks and smooth rocks in the same, in the same form. See, we've got formations out here in, in America that we, we're going, we're still trying to freaking figure out, you know? Formations of rocks, sand, you know, whatever. You know, and it's all wild. It's all, it's crazy. I mean, there's edges. You walk out here and trip and fall down and hit yourself on, you know, fall down on a rock. Now, I'm not talking about the city. I'm talking about just walking through the wilderness or whatever. God's, God's city is the wilderness. Is God's city is the whole planet Earth without us on it and all the pavement and stuff. Now, when we got here, we started, you know, and finally got to the point where we could pave things and, you know, and, and, and make concrete and, you know, make highways and byways and all that stuff. But even before that, you go back even before the Romans, go back even before that, go back to B.C. time. Go back to BC time and think about it. This place is wild. It's crazy. There's waterfalls that, you know, you could ride a waterfall and one uh, on one river on the same river even. You ride a waterfall and it's not that bad because it's not that bad of a waterfall. But you ride another waterfall down river a few few you know few few maybe even a few miles or maybe a few hundred yards even and man you're like Wah! I'm still falling. Blah. You know. There's edges. There's volcanoes. There's, it's, this is a wild place, man. And I'll tell you what, God is wild at heart, man. Don't put him in a box because he's not in a box. Don't put yourself in a box. Get out of the box and start thinking outside the box. You're going to start realizing that life is a lot more different than what we think it is. There's some strange things happening. There's strange things that are forced going on. There's strange things on this earth. There's all kinds of anomalies. Now, there's, uh, okay, most people... May or may not believe in teleportation. I don't know. I don't know where you stand on that. I do. I know why. I know why. I, I have a reason. I have a reason. I'll talk about that some other time. But I have a reason that I believe because I've experienced it myself and so have other people. But I, I, I think that, you know, like with Bigfoot and stuff like that, there's door... Oh, yeah, by the way, not just teleportation, but there's doorways on the earth. I'm telling you, doorways. There's vortexes, doorways. There's all kinds of stuff. I know I've been experimenting and finding... I, I have this... Uh, Unique ability to be able to find energy pockets. Um, I just hold my hand over my wherever I'm at. I can find an energy pocket in your house. I can find them out outside. Um, you know, when I'm walking around, I just hold my hand. My right, usually my right hand. What I can do with my left too, but my right one's more sensitive to the energy pockets than my left one is. Left one I use for other things, but I can find energy pockets. I can find where they're at, and I'll stand in those energy pockets, and I'll bring in. I'll do my 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 version of qigong. 
and I'll bring in the uh, the energy from the universe and the energy. But I find one of those energy pockets and I stand in that when I'm doing it, and it brings more energy to me. I have more to work with. The energy you need energy for creation. To create, do not knock. I need energy for creation. I need energy for a bunch of things. And um, I'm doing my podcast, please. Give me a minute. And so um, these things are all, all realities that actually are here and exist on this earth. And if you don't have to believe me. If you don't want to, you can tune the broadcast out and say, oh, this guy's out of his fucking mind. I don't care. It's okay. I still sweat off my nose. I'm doing this podcast mainly so that I was told, you know, you need to get some stuff off your chest. You need to talk. You, need to, you should do a podcast. I was encouraged to do that many, many, many times. But not only by people, but by God himself. I said, you should do this podcast. I'm going to hook you up. Just wait. And I'll give it to you. And I was like, okay. And then I waited. And I waited for uh, about four years. And then bam. Maybe five. And then bam. All of a sudden, Anchor. I got a phone. Got Android phone. And Anchor's on there. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I checked it out. And it was so easy to do a podcast. These guys do a cool format here. Because they'll actually find you an audience. That's how you guys are on here. Because they found you somewhere. They brought, they put my, like the podcast on different stations in different ways. So people can reach you. Uh, look, I put a note on my door and still somebody knocked. It says, don't knock, please. I'm doing my, a live podcast. <laughs> and they still knocked anyway. Um, it's okay because um, whoever's out there, I'll get to them in a minute. And they, and they know that. Because, you know, I'm, here I am and here they are. You know, but you guys aren't always here. So I'm going to wrap this up in a few seconds. So, so back to this whole thing about time. Doorways. Uh, oh, yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. So there's been Bigfoot sightings, and then he disappears. I got a feeling that he's being popped in and popped out, in and out of those doorways. I don't know. I don't know where they're at um, because I don't have a map of them. But I, they're on the earth. There and there's many of them. Not just one or two. There's many. Um, there have been werewolf sightings over the years. Um, we had um, one of my friends, actually not one, but five of my friends were up in uh, Clear Creek, and then some, they heard a real weird sounding screech, scream kind of thing. It didn't come from any animal that we know of, and uh, it sounded like my friend Doty told me he says it sounded like a werewolf. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "As a matter of fact, they sold their cabin up there. His parents sold their cabin up there right after that because everybody heard it. A lot of people still there's a few people that still live out there, but a lot of people like left. They were living there and they had cabins there. They sold their cabins and stuff and left because of that. Um, there have been werewolf sightings in, in Wisconsin back oh I don't know back uh, '60s I think it was might have been earlier than that." Um, there's been some other weird sightings in the air. There's been UFO sightings. I mean, some pretty wild ones, too. And um, there's also been some um, abductions and things like that. People are missing 24-hour periods of time. They come back, and then they're complaining about a headache or something like that. And then they go to the doctor, and the doctor's finding unusual metals in their bodies. Uh, looks like transmitters and things like that. Um, this is all real. You may not believe it. You know, I, It's all real, though. I know some people that have had these things happen to them. That's how I know it's real, because I've seen some of this stuff firsthand. Experience some things that I can't explain firsthand. Experience some things I can't explain firsthand that were still weird. You know, and the only reason why I got explanations for them is because I've got an answer. You know, everything's answerable, but whether God will give you the answer or not, well, that's always up to Him. There is a mystery to us. There's a mystery to the Lord. There's a mystery to this life on this earth, and there's a, definitely God is a mystery. And uh, there's some things that He will hold back. He's holding back. Let me give you an example. Um, he's holding back the day and hour that Jesus is coming back. That's in his that's in his wheelhouse. He's like God, God's playing cards and he holds his cards so close you can't see him, period. I mean, you got him right up there in his face and he won't let nobody see him. I mean, I got my hands up on my face because I'm talking like I have cards in my hands. Anyway, um, Jesus doesn't even know. He said he didn't even know when he was here. No man knows the day or the hour. No man. Only the Father knows that. You know, so there's more, more than just that one thing. 
You know, I mean, that's the one thing you said the Bible is to give us a point or a clue that there are things that God won't tell you because they're not for you to know right now. They're not for us to know right now. But when we're caught up in the sky with him, we'll know all things because we'll see him as he is and we are will be transformed to be just like him. And he has all knowledge. He has all knowledge. And when he's coming back, well, obviously he'll know the day or the hour because he's coming back at that time. <laughs> You know, anyway, um, so I don't know, you know, how you guys feel about all that. There was a lot of information in this uh, broadcast um, to glean and ponder and talk to God about. And, um, you know, if you got any ideas on this whole uh, losing uh, whatever it was, I woke up at 8 o'clock. 8.01 is what time it was. And the first time, the second time I woke up, it was 6. And believe me, I stayed up too. I didn't go back to sleep. I stayed up and continued the day, watched the sun come up. I walked out there in the street and watched it come up and was like, okay. All right, you know, okay, I guess it was 6.30 when I got up, I don't know, you know, it's kind of weird, but what the fuck happened, I don't know, I'm still starting tripping out on it, um, I don't know, I got back some time, I guess, I don't know, the thing is, is that I'm not the only one that experienced this, because it actually, ha if, if, if it actually happened, which it did, I believe it did, because it did, but then, then, then the ass, then, then everybody got back that time, whether you were awake or not, or something, or maybe, maybe just in my space I got it and nobody else got it. I don't know. I, I don't know how any of that works. This is the questions I'm asking the Lord. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey, I get these ideas. Hey, wait a minute. I don't know. It just blows me away. But I do know this. Praise God. Praise God in every season, in and out of season. Praise God at all times. Praise God. Give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Father God, for this broadcast. Thank you for my audience, the people that are listening. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for the people that have come and just listened to the podcast. Thank you for the people that have dropped by and checked it out. Thank you. Just thank you for everything, Father. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my mother, my brother. Thank you for our animals. Thank you for this planet. Thank you for all the people all over this earth. And thank you, Father God, mostly for your precious Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth my Lord. And yes, he was here in the flesh. I'm not a demon talking to you. He came in the flesh. He lived here in the flesh and he died for us. Gave his blood and body up for us. Blood, drink, body, bread. I guess that's the end of the broadcast. You all have a great, wonderful, fantastic day. And also I wanted to say, I'm going to be doing another broadcast during the week. I'm just thinking about doing it here pretty soon. Also, I'm going to start a radio broadcast. I'm not sure exactly how to do it, but Anchor has now a new radio broadcast platform, and that's one of the things. Rev DDT, this is a Rev DDT broadcast. Don't touch your job. We'll be right back. I was hearing that for six years or seven years before I acted, about six years before I actually asked about doing the broadcast, which was five years ago. And that was just to do the podcast, but I kept hearing the radio station because I kept hearing music too, as well, in the background going. I'm like, oh, this is a radio station as well. Huh, what if I could do both? Yeah, I got time. I could do both. It shouldn't be that hard. There's, there's got to be a way to do it. Isn't there a way to do it, Daddy? He's like, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait. Just wait, Daniel. He just says, just wait. Just wait, Daniel. I'm like, all right. Oh, good. If he says just wait, he's not talking about just this one, these other things. He's talking about this specific thing. I just asked him a question about. Oh, cool. So if I wait, he's got something. He's going to give it to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Definitely. Because he always does that. Whenever he tells me to wait, and I wait, he gives it to me. But if I try to rush out and do it myself, it never happens. I go backwards. As a matter of fact, I reach out for it, and it gets pulled away further and further, and pretty soon it just disappears. I'm like, oh, no, oh, crap, I should have waited. <laughs> right on. This is Rev DDT. Don't touch your dial. Let me do this. This is Rev DDT. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back. 
Bye.